What's up, what's happening? Welcome to episode eight of the Yankshaft F1 podcast, group of American dudes that like watching other dudes drive really, really fast. Joining us as always from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Hey guys, what's up? And it is always from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. How's it going? So, crazy race this week in Baku in Azerbaijan. Uh, we had Sergio Perez taking the win. Uh, Sebastian Vettel pulling out a podium in second and Pierre Gasly joining them in third place. Guys, this was the race that we were all waiting for. John, I think you said that in a, in a text this morning. This was the race we've all been waiting for this year. This was everything that's been building this season coming to a head in one race. It was competitive. We had Red Bull at the top, Mercedes trying to climb their way back. We had chaos. We had crashes. We had everything. Ian, give me your just your instant instant reaction to to what you saw this morning. Well, it was just a great race of that we had three guys fighting for one the entire time, and then it was it was it was a very solid, very interesting race for the first 46, 47 laps, and then oh my god, like I, I just I can't get over the the you have the Verstappen tire blowout, you have the restart, you have Hamilton's brakes just on fire before it even happens. And everyone knew there's going to be an issue. And then him just sliding, just great, incredible race at Baku. Johnny, same. Yeah, agreed, man. I think so. As fans, fans is just short for fanatics. We're crazy about this stuff, man. And, and this race had everything that we wanted to see. We saw, we saw Max Verstappen have the rug pulled out from, from right under him right there at the end. A Mercedes fall from grace, Ferrari dropping the ball on us when they look primed to have a strong day. Oh man. I can't wait to get into this one. Yeah. I mean, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, with Mercedes there, I guess. It's it's uh, shout out to to CY Motorsport, uh, crazy Yankee who puts out some amazing F1 content. He pulled the, these stats earlier. Uh, first time in the turbo hybrid era that both of the Mercedes finished the race and neither one scored a point. And it's the first time in 55 races, period, that no Mercedes has scored a point. And that was when when both of them retired like three years ago. Like it has been 10 years since we've seen both Mercedes finish a race and neither one score a point. I mean, Bottas got stuck in an airport in Finland, couldn't, couldn't even get to the race, got there, looked slow. We had red flags in qualifying, couldn't improve his time. And then that disaster with Lewis Hamilton, like, is, is, is there reason to be like worried that this is going to continue for Mercedes? Cause it's now a couple of races in a row that they've been looking very un Mercedes like Hamilton. No Bottas. Yes. I think after, I mean, both Alfa Romeos finished ahead of Bottas, um, obviously in Hamilton as well, with Hamilton wiping out. But I mean, it, like if you're Valdry Bottas currently sits below, he's sixth in the driver's standings yes, now. Thank that's, you. Yeah, he's sixth in the standing right now. His yeah. car is way better than that. Behind him, he's McLaren got, and a Ferrari. Yeah. Wolf is going to lose patience with this guy. Like it's just it's a disaster season for Valdry Bottas, and who's just massively underperforming week to week to week now whether it's his fault or not yeah i've been seeing an increase significant increase in the amount of george russell memes related to valtteri bottas uh these last few weeks johnny are you are you worried about him uh, i'm not necessarily worried about him curtis you mentioned what what was it 55 races that that mercedes have yeah. scored points in and i think on the f1 tv broadcast i heard them mention that uh 
this was Hamilton's first time in 54 races, not finishing in the points. So I think that can be, that's, that's a testament to Lewis Hamilton's run of dominance. I mean, Bottas is showing us that, that maybe he isn't who we thought he was. Maybe he's not the, the guy for the second driver's seat on the, on the best team on the grid. And, and Hamilton is a bit of a, bit of a freak showing for him. I don't think, you know, we're going to consistently get poor performances from him, but perhaps he is starting to, to slide a little bit from, from the top seat. I mean, if he, if we take away that one mistake with two laps left in the race, mind you, he's either finishing first or second. Yep. Like he was so close. I think, I think it's easy to kind of write this one off as just a, a mistake for, uh, for Hamilton. But I guess my, my last point on Mercedes is that, and Bottas specifically is that, Mercedes was so dominant that I think it was covering up any any deficiencies that Bottas had. The car was so good that all and he was doing exactly what they needed him to. He was always up there in the top three, was able to to kind of protect Hamilton. But now that Hamilton himself is fighting to be up near there at the top, Bottas doesn't have that same skill to be able to to you know outperform the car on on some tracks in some weeks and and it's starting to look like it might be a real issue here for uh for mercedes as red bull now has a 26 point lead in the constructors a lot of racing left a lot of racing left don't want to overreact but oh man this is getting spicy yeah. And this is a great this is a great week to play the what if too because we were gonna have a Verstappen one, probably Hamilton two, and I'm gonna say Checo three finish on the race. And with Bottas out of the points, and that 26 point lead was gonna go way higher if they were able to. I mean, obviously we had the every the, all the cr- craziness that ensued. Yep. But could have been even worse for them. Yeah. It could have been even worse for Mercedes, and that's really saying something when either one of them had points. Did want to make a uh, one quick point though. You Curtis, you mentioned memes. But uh, Lewis Hamilton gave us the quote of the year so far during the Formula One race when he said, Please tell quote, me it's the one I'm thinking of. He's got so much rear end. Yes. <laughs> and, and so, I saw this quote live. I happened to glance at my TV and see the team radio come up. The jokes just write themselves. He's got so much rear end. And after seeing that picture of Lawrence Stroll, I mean, maybe that's who he was talking about. I have no idea, but that's a conversation for another day. Oh man. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting moving forward because I, I think um, Red Bull, Red Bull, I was asking last week, whether do I start rooting for Mercedes now that they're behind? Are they the underdog? Cause I just want it to be, I just want a crazy finish. I want the last race week of the year. I want, I want the last lap of this, of the, of the season to decide decide the race so like i think i'm i think i'm pulling for them the mercs for the time being um that's but, yeah. it's looking more and more like that's what it's going to come down to and i'll just add that valtteri bottas is, is pretty lucky that george russell is stuck driving a williams right about now indeed all right johnny yes. here's uh here's your chance we're gonna give red bull the praise that i guess they they rightly deserve i was really hyped on them coming into the year but you know, like I said, Mercedes are notorious sandbaggers, and uh, and in my heart of hearts, I didn't really think that this is where we would be after after six races. So Sergio Perez pulling out pulling out his first win here. Um, we've been talking every single episode, asking if he's the right guy for this seat, even. Um, and it looks like it looks like he definitely is. I mean, this is exactly exactly why they brought him on. He can out, come out here and steal a win and be up at the top. He was he was in the running for second place either way. Yeah. For a while. Um, so just a, a class drive from Checo. Um, I, I, yeah. I thought, um, are, are we all in on, on Sergio so, Perez in the second seat for at least the next few weeks? 
Certainly. I, I totally agree. I mean, even before this race got crazy, like halfway through the race, I was dozing off. Max Verstappen's got a, got a clear lead and he's got, he had Checo behind him fighting off the Mercs or the Merc, the lone Merc this day, I should say. Um, and yeah, it looked like the, the tandem that, that Red Bull won from their, that one, two punch was working. And then, and then for, for Checo to be able to, to hold it off the way he did. And uh, so, I mean, you could say it was a mistake by Hamilton there at the end, but I thought it might've even been a little bit of a bait job by Checo there to, to let him, let him over pursue that a little bit and, and, and force the mistake, which was a pretty savvy veteran move by, by Checo. And yeah, it was just an awesome drive from him today. Yeah. I mean, I think he was, he was clearly the driver of the day and you talk about Red Bull and Mercedes have got their, their quote unquote two drivers going complete opposite directions right now where you have Checo is looking fantastic. And, you know, Bottas is, I mean, not documented his struggles, but no, just a great drive from Perez. Um, he was awesome today. I will hope he can really build off this and maybe deal a podium too next week. I mean, we're looking at um, Red Bull's, I know it probably they're they're really upset about the Verstappen issue, but uh, going forward, Red Bull looks uh, looks looks pretty tough. So, Johnny brought up an interesting point on um, on Sergio Perez kind of baiting baiting Lewis Hamilton into that into that move earlier, um, and I think it's exactly what happened. I saw a breakdown of of the restart there, and I think it's exactly what happened. Checo went straight left right off the restart, which cut off Hamilton and simultaneously made Hamilton think that, oh, if I just keep going in a straight line really, really fast, I can get around this guy. And he went in a straight line really fast, but he went a little too far. And by the time he realized it was it was kind of too late, he was having uh, problems with the brakes already. Um, locked him up. Yeah, lock, hard lock and just straight onto the straight onto the outroad there. Um, but also, Checo started, I think it's worth noting, Checo started seventh this race. That's the, that's the type of thing, and, and the red flags and qualifying kind of affected things. He, he was mad. He hoped to, be, to uh, be doing a better lap. But that's the type of thing we used to see from Gasly and, um, and Albin, where they would start seventh or eighth, and they would get stuck. And Checo, from the beginning, was out there passing guys. He passed Charles Leclerc on lap seven or eight to get, to get into the top four. Like he he fought his way right into the top, and he was right there doing exactly what Red Bull needs to do. Um, so at least at least for one week or two weeks, I guess the uh, the debate on the second Red Bull seat is done. And uh, I guess here's our segue into the most praise we've given Aston Martin all year, certainly um, because uh, Ian, you you gave Checo your driver of the day. I'm giving mine to Sebastian Vettel as much as it hurts my heart. That was just vintage Sebastian Vettel in that, in that Aston Martin, a heck of a drive. Um, he, him passing, passing Leclerc to holding everybody off, just taking his opportunities when he got him. I'm holding out through that race. Um, I'm, I'm, that, that was, it was a great drive. I don't know if they're going to be able to continue it, but I, I wanted to give Sebastian Vettel, uh, some love. Do we think he's going to be able to continue this or is this just kind of a, a wonky one-off week in Baku? I don't know if he's going to be able to – I think it depends on what you consider can we build off this because I think if you're expecting a second-place finish every week, no. But I think there was a – you know, they, is, is him consistently in the upper half of points were in the uh, you know, realistic goal? Absolutely. I mean, in the broadcast, they said that they were like, you know, Vettel's leading. I mean, he led this race, but they're probably shooting for like a round of sixth-place finish. Well, he got second. And I know that there was some crashing issues, but – it was, a, it was a really good race from Vettel. I mean, I know Stroll had his issues with tires as well, but 
No, I mean, I think I'm not, I'm not on the Vettel's back train, but I definitely think that compared to where he was a few weeks ago and how much grief I gave him that, you know, I mean, a second place podium finish as Bash and Vettel is, is amazing. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and chalk it up to a wonky week in Baku, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't, Aston Martin just doesn't do it for me. I don't, I don't see the appeal in, 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 in either driver really i mean vettel sure he had a good race today but but uh aston martin as a team are sitting behind alfatari currently in, in the in the championship standing so um yeah i don't think i think they're underachieving slightly and um i mean if vettel could keep it up great i mean he's he's one of my one of my all-time favorite drivers he's been been great in the sport for so long and it, it honestly kind of hurt uh, to watch these first few races this year and see him struggle and flounder. So, so feels good to see him win. I just don't expect to see more of it or not win, but to, yeah, yeah. No, that's, have, that's have kind of where I'm at. Yeah. It was, it was, it was nice seeing up at the top. Um, I, I don't personally see that that level of success obviously isn't gonna, isn't, isn't going to continue. Um, Lance Stroll didn't have a bad race. Um, and then he had basically the exact same problem as, uh, Max Verstappen. Um, just, a. A tire failure, I believe, is like the official wording. Um, and interesting what Pirelli's yeah, got to say. I was about, about to that. say Pirelli. Yeah. So Pirelli's official quote was they think uh, debris or debris uh, was likely the cause of the Max Verstappen and Lance Stroll crashes. And they also found some some damage on someone else's tire to, to try to back that up, that it was probably debris on the track. Um, but a lot of other people in the sport uh, seem to think that they went with too soft of a compound and those tires were not able to handle the conditions, handle the conditions, sorry. And that's, that's kind of the train I'm on because these tire manufacturers have no reason to, to tell us the truth at this point. It's all, they're in this for marketing for themselves and saying, hey, yeah, our tires are blowing up on the track is not very good marketing for Pirelli tires. Yeah, going 200 miles an hour and having your tire blow out, it's not a, Probably not super fun. Um, and yeah, okay, there was debris on the track. I think there was a was there a branch at some point that I that I feel yeah, like I saw they, that. They kept referencing that. The, yeah, the wind did pick up Baku. a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a, like kind of on top of it. That was a Baku was a lo- beautiful course where or a beautiful track where you got the castle. There was branches everywhere. Yeah, you got yeah. the city. Thought that was kind of cool. And um, but no, that's very European. Yes, but no, the Pirelli they they've. They can do something different because you can't have guys' tires blowing out with five laps to go. Yeah, yeah people's no. lives are at stake, literally. Yeah, as no, much as, as much as we'd yeah. love to watch this this stuff, and uh, you know, it's a sport and it's entertainment for us. At the end of the day, these guys are putting their lives at risk for us. So you know, you'd hope for better from from the company that supplies the only thing keeping them them glued to the track so yeah i'm sure behind closed doors there are going to be some uh some pretty serious discussions about that hopefully um moving on to uh just kind of briefly want to touch on on ferrari leclerc kind of weird race for him um he he took home we know we've uh fourth place started on pole i really thought that this was gonna this race was gonna be kind of cut out for him um hamilton passed him lap two Max and Checo both passed him in like lap seven, lap eight. So it took eight laps for him to get bumped down into fourth. It kind of looked like the Ferrari of old this week. I don't know if it was the the track or what was going on um, or if those Red Bulls are, are just that fast and Hamilton's just that good. Um, he had a, a bad lockup, almost crashed into Vettel. 
and then had a lost a, a very exciting battle with Pierre Gasly on the last lap to to miss out on a podium. Um, Carlos Sainz also struggled. He he had a bad lockup early on too, um, and went off. So fifth and eighth, they end up they end up moving ahead of McLaren in the constructor standings um, into third. So on the surface, it seems like it's a good day for Ferrari, but. I kind of just from watching the race ended up having more negative takeaways than 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 positives. So is how are you guys take you know what are you taking away for Ferrari from this race? I mean, I think there's you, you have to look at Ferrari's week. Um, I don't know what it is with Leclerc where he he pulled second week in a row was pulled. You know, great job, and then he just got like you said. I mean, he was stuck at fourth, third, and fifth, just stuck there for. I mean, pretty much the, the entire race. And he couldn't, it was like, he immediately lost the lead. I mean, no, did anybody, ha- do you guys have any faith that he was going to lead the race for more than maybe like five, 10 laps after getting pulled? I, I, did, I did going in. And then once he got past him, like immediately, because the Red Bulls or the Ferrari, sorry, has been looking good. But once he was getting passed by everybody and then they pitted him early because he was already in force. So they were trying to maybe move him some places up on strategy and it was just done from there. But I, I, I had faith coming into the race that maybe he, he was going to be able to do something special. Yeah. And then, and then with Carlos signs, like, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a Carlos signs week where, yeah, he did have the lockup. That was unfortunate. He was eighth. I was very impressed that both, you know, Alonzo and uh, Yuki finished ahead of him. Um, but it's, it's kind of what you expect out of Carlos signs. We, we, we well document that he's, he, we kind of have a general idea of what he's going to do for you. Um, so I think if you're Ferrari, I think you take this week. I think you're definitely happy to get a little McLaren who is really struggling right now. Um, and then I think you, you know, obviously you, you do with what do with do the most with what you can. Um, but there's always room for improvement with Ferrari and just, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate getting a pole, losing immediately and then not even finishing on the podium. Yeah. I think Ferrari's finishing right at about where they should be. I mean, it's the second week in a row now or second race in a row, I should say that, that they've started strong, but then the cars just seem to drop like a ton of bricks until they get to that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh uh, position on the grid, right where I think they should be. You know, they're slower than the Mercedes and the Red Bulls, but they're faster than everybody else. So, um, yeah, I don't really have much else to add there on Ferrari. Yeah, I mean, they basically, and if you told me, you know, before the week, it's going to be Leclerc 4 and Signs 8, I think that's kind of exactly what we would have said. If you had told us yeah. that we were going to see Gasly third and Yuki Tsunoda seventh, we would say that is a hell of a week for Alpha Tauri. And it certainly was. Ian, you called Pierre Gasly as one of the uh, kind of the dark horses to watch um, last week. Him and Ocon. Ocon had the ultimate bad luck today. Um, I think on uh, the, the broadcast said as he pulled into the pits, it sounded like there was a box of nails rattling around in his engine as he pulled in. So bad luck for Ocon, but Gasly... Heck of a drive, heck of a drive from Gasly. Small shout out to Yuki too, pulling out uh pulling out some more more points for him. But but I guess Ian, what uh you know, talk about talk about Gasly kind of kind of backing your word up there. I guess he's just the king of there's a straightaway and people are gonna crash and I'm gonna capitalize it on it and that's what Pierre Gasly does and it was great to see him. Um, I've always been a big Pierre Gasly guy. I think he got kind of a kind of a raw deal at some of his previous stops and. Um, no, I was, I was very happy to see him. Yeah, I was very happy to see him podium. Um, always like sticking to the Red Bulls if, if you're Gasly, and just just a great, 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 great week. If you're if you're one of those people that is a hardcore Alpha Tari fan, um, please let us know because good for you. And uh, you're pretty pretty stoked this week with what you're seeing out of your out of your guys. 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Checo is breathing a sigh of relief uh, after this weekend because these two young guys at, at AlphaTauri are incredible. Uh, Gasly, in particular, I love his full send mentality. He, he, I, I haven't, I don't, I haven't seen a driver like as young as he is send it into corners. Like yeah. you know, that's he's got that either he's gonna that flight or flight, flight or fight, I should say. Um, he's either going to burn out or he's going to kill it. And I, I love him for that. And, and this week it worked for him. And uh, yeah, uh, Yuki uh, had himself a decent little race there as well. Yeah. Gasly just, just elbows out battling with, uh, with Leclerc and Vettel and Lando there at the end was, uh, was great to see um, kind of a down week for, um, for McLaren there. Lando was uh, up in the fight. You maybe could have gotten himself up a little better, but is, should, are we far enough in now where we should be really worried about Daniel Ricardo? He doesn't seem to be settling in as easily as we all thought he would have, I don't think. No, I, I think there is, um, like, the Daniel Ricardo 1 to 10, or the DEFCON, was it DEFCON? Is Def, if DEFCON 5 is the worst, he were at DEFCON 3. I'm not sure. I'm not in the Army. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, he's not looking too comfortable there with McLaren. I mean, he was invisible this whole race. To just not – not driving like Daniel Ricardo, not not full sending like you said with Gasly before, just driving really cautious. And I just don't – I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of uh, Daniel Ricardo at uh, McLaren so far. Yeah, and it's – I mean, we know he's in a new car and it takes some time to, to get adjusted there. But, I mean, like I said, we're, we're six races in, and Sergio Perez looked like he was taking some time to get used to the car, and obviously the Red Bull's a better car. But he took the win today. And Ricardo, it seems like every you know every week is kind of back of the points or uh, or missing out on the points. Um, it's just kind of a just kind of a weird week there. Also, need to yeah. need to point out because we're never going to be able to say this again, no matter how long we do this podcast. That Lewis Hamilton finished this race, and he finished behind Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher. And I just I, I- want to process that. I thought we were going to get a, a full entire race there without uh, Mazepin sending sending his car into a 360. But I think lo the, and behold, we need to give Haas at least they don't deserve a full point for this race and doing that. But let's just combine Haas to give them 0.5 points. So I'm going to put them ahead of Williams on the season for this. Um, so I would like to have Haas's ninth place now with 0.5 points. Um, between Mick Schumacher and Mazepin for finishing a race that Lewis Hamilton finished and being ahead of him. Yeah. And, and in Monaco, they, we, we praise them for staying out of the way. Yeah, you know? Know? They don't make things worse. Yeah. Good for them. They were, you know, acknowledging the blue flags and, and, you know, driving accordingly. It's these last couple of weeks have been better from Haas. Like, yeah, their car sucks, but like them as they, as a team have not been a complete and total disaster outside of the, the little Schumacher Mazepin uh, battle that we saw at the end, um, which I don't really think was as bad as uh, people made it out to be. I'm sure um, it gets boring back there. I don't blame. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's, um, I don't know. It's, it, it's gotta be weird back there, but Ian, I'm totally on board. Um, the official yank shaft uh, standings now reflect um, Hass in ninth place with half a point ahead of uh ahead of Williams and uh, scoring one point this week was uh, Ian's Ian's pick last week, Kimi Raikkonen. He called it. I just, I got to give him a shout out. The man was on fire last week. The Gasly pick, the Kimi Raikkonen pick. 
the man knows how to call him. So, you know, stick around uh, next week for our, our France, France preview. Try to get Ian on there and make everybody some money. That's uh, fade all fade all the next week picks. This, this week we hit next week for <laughs> fade everything we say. They're all going down. I think uh, I think that's kind of uh, kind of all I had. Uh, all I had to talk about. I think we hit all the all the main points. Any other talking points you guys wanted to get to? I didn't I didn't touch on. Um, no. Um, like you said, just a it's it's a it's such a fun podium. Um, Checker one, Seb two, Gasly three. That's fantastic. Um, if you missed this race, the last if you if you if, if you didn't get a chance to watch this race, go back and watch the last what five laps. It's amazing. Yeah. Just um, skip to lap thirty one. That's where, yeah. where things start. Thirty one. It, it got thirty one is where Stroll crashed out, and then forty six yeah. is where everything goes absolutely bonkers. So you, honestly, you can just you just jump to lap forty six out of fifty one. Um, and I apologize for not doing a, a little a better recap of what happened, um, but. Everything went absolutely crazy. It for from from there on out for the last five laps. You had to be there. Yeah, that's that's exactly exactly the type of stuff that that we've been hoping for. Quickly re, uh, recap: We've got Red Bull leading the constructors by twenty six points, followed by uh, Ferrari, who are a long way behind them, but they're two points ahead of McLaren. Driver standings: Max remains up top. Lewis Hamilton four points behind him. Sergio Perez with his win moves up into third place, uh, 69 points. Lando Norris, 66, Leclerc, 52, and Valtteri Bottas sitting in sixth place with 47. So that's all uh, That's all we got from Azerbaijan Grand Prix from the Baku City Circuit. We'll be back uh, next week for a little, little quick preview for the uh, French Grand Prix. Did you say Checo Perez has 69 points? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Very nice.